Good morning, Grace. Today we continue to reflect on how risen life in Christ is an outward life in Christ. If you've ever flown in a commercial airplane, you've heard the announcement. Should the aircraft experience a sudden loss of cabin pressure, oxygen mass will be released automatically. Please secure your mask before helping others. If a plane you were on did lose pressure and you put on your oxygen mask, would you hesitate to help people who couldn't get their masks on? Of course not. It'd be cruel to watch them suffocate when you could help them take hold of a way to be saved. The situation on a plane losing cabin pressure is no different from the moment-to-moment situation of those who don't have a relationship with Christ. Without having received God's saving grace in Christ Jesus, they are in mortal peril, and you can help them take hold of salvation. This is the urgency of the Great Commission. The Great Commission is great because of its eternal significance and importance. It's a co-mission because it is cooperating with Jesus in his mission to seek and save the lost. As those raised with Christ in his resurrection, we are Great Commission people, saved to be a part of the salvation of those who are not yet saved. None of us knows when we will take our final breath or when Christ will return and it will be too late to seek salvation in him. Those who die without Christ face an eternity of separation from God. Jesus spoke plainly about the fate of those who do not know him. In Matthew 25, he teaches us this. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, He will sit on his throne in heavenly glory, and all the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left, and then he will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. And then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. I realize that there is a lot of talk and chatter and differences of opinion about heaven and hell, and who's in and who's out. But what does Jesus say? What does Jesus teach will happen to those who die without having put their trust in him for their salvation? This is the urgency of your commission. God longs for you to share his compassion for those who are far from him. So he sends you into the lives of people who need him, so that you can be his messenger. You are a vital part of God's plan A 
to bring the good news of salvation through Jesus Christ to all those in your sphere of influence. There is no plan B. The Great Commission, the work of proclaiming the gospel and inviting people into a relationship with Jesus Christ, is not meant primarily to be done by televangelists and pastors. It's primarily meant to be done by every single follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a significant part of our identity as disciples. Without someone to tell them about Christ, the people in our family, our neighborhoods, our spheres of influence, they will never believe and be saved. This is what Paul is urging the believers in Rome to grasp hold of. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? This is what the scriptures mean when they say, How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. This is also why in the first moment after his resurrection, when Jesus appeared to the disciples, he said, peace be with you. And then he breathed on them and said, as the father has sent me, so now I am sending you. What is your response to this? How do you respond to God's call to tell others the urgent message of salvation through Jesus Christ? I want to invite you again this morning to join me in reflecting in the presence of God on the people that he places in our heart, people who are in our circle of influence, in our family, at our places of work, in our neighborhood, at school or at the school our children attend, in every arena of our lives. And to continue to make a list and pray a list, or maybe this morning start a list of the people you know, even casually, even as just acquaintances, who are not in a connected relationship with Jesus Christ. And I want to invite you to join me to bring these people before God in prayer, asking the Lord for an opportunity to tell them about his offer of salvation in Christ. Be bold, be courageous. Pray that God will give you the desire and the faith to reach out to them with his love. And pray, ask that the Holy Spirit will convert their hearts, will give them new hearts, will help them see Jesus and desire to receive him. And commit to continue to pray for them until they respond to God's love and grace in Christ. Now, if you're still with me, let's be honest. Did God put anybody on your heart? Are you going to make and pray that list? Why? Let's seek to spend time this week with someone who isn't a follower of Jesus, deepening our relationship with them as We pray for the opportunity to share Jesus with them. And when the Spirit makes that opportunity available, let's be strong, let's be bold, let's be 
courageous. Let's not be silent. Let's speak about Jesus and all he's done for us. And if it can happen to us, it can happen to anyone.